When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, in today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're going to talk about dealing with conflicting trading signals as well as risk management. Now, today's podcast comes from a recorded session from one of our Monday Q&A sessions. If you're interested in joining, check it out. Just head over to www.tier1trading.com. Each and every Monday, we do a closed-door, private, small group Q&A session tackling the topics that are most important to our traders on the platform. Once again, www.tier1trading.com. Get over there, start learning. What is your opinion on canceling the order? What is your experience? Any tips on including it in your trading plan? For example, let's say according to the trading plan, I cannot enter more than two trades at the same time and risk 3% of my capital. Let's say I have two open orders already one trade is based on a trend continuation strategy, but the market conditions have changed and it is now consolidating. Now, during the consolidation, we have a pattern formation that I would normally take. Question is, do I cancel the trend continuation trade and go for the pattern, or do I just leave it as is and ignore it? And, and let's, let's, let's work on this one at a time, right? Because there's a, multiple parts of that question. So let's talk about the first one. What do you guys think about the rule saying, I cannot enter more than two trades and risk 3% of my capital? And am I, am, am I right? And this is 3% of your capital overall, or is it 3% of your capital per trade? But what do you guys think about that? Having a, I guess, a, a, a cutoff on how many trades you can be in, a, a maximum allotment of trades you can be in at once. What do you guys think about that? Pros, cons? Or she says, that sounds fine. Do, 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 do. Depends on how many pairs you are planning to trade. Complicates backtesting? Question mark. Complicates backtesting? <laughs> we got a few more people typing in as well. Of course, I'll share my opinion, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to steer you guys in a certain direction. I want to hear your honest take first. But I, I like the comment. Um, you know, obviously your. George says, sounds fine to me. You have to deal with staying out of valid trading opportunities. Um, so yeah, and that's the issue I always have is I don't think there's a problem with having a rule on maximum exposure. 3% um, is kind of low, um, but I am not one to judge someone's risk, right? Your risk is up to you, right? You can, you can risk 3%, 10%, 20%, 1%, doesn't matter. Um, the bigger thing that I would have questions about is, is, is this, is... George mentioned, how many pairs are you planning to trade? So what is your trading, the size of your trading portfolio? Because the size of your trading portfolio is going to dictate whether 
two or more is too much, right? If you are trading, let's say a 10 pair trading portfolio, there is a good chance, and, and you should be able to see this in your back testing, right? You, you keep track of dates when trades trigger so you can see how many at any given time get triggered during the same period or, or, or will be going on during the same period. But if you're trading, say, a 10-pair portfolio, there's a, a very high likelihood that you may be involved in multiple trades at the same time. If you're trading a small portfolio like a three-pair portfolio, then yeah, probably it's going to limit it. But the question I always have is this. Do you want to put in a rule, and, and, and the rule is meant for good reason, because the, the rule is meant for safety, it's, it's meant for protection, it's, it's meant to kind of keep you out of a, a, an overly risky situation, but on the other hand, it's also limiting you, right? Because by having a rule that says, hey, once I'm in two trades, I cannot take the third, what you're doing is you're passing up on quality trading opportunities, and I look at the market from a probabilities perspective, right? I, I have the edge. I have, you know, I have a positive expectancy in my trading system, which means the numbers work in my favor as long as I don't self-sabotage, right? So it's basically like playing a game where the odds are in my favor. I, I always like using the, the coin flip kind of analogy because it's the probably the simplest one where it's basically saying, Hey, we're going to flip this coin and every time I win, you give me a dollar and 50 cent and every time I lose, I give you a dollar, right? I have the edge because theoretically there's a 50-50 chance of heads or tails and when I win, I, I make more than what I have to give you when I lose. So my job is to kind of just continuously flip that coin or my job is to create a machine that flips that coin for me so I can just exploit that and extract that edge over and over again. Where the edge gets sabotaged is when I try to pick and choose where I'm like, okay, I'm going to place the bet on this flip, but not the, not the next flip. Or I'm going to place the bet on this flip, but not the next flip. So now you look at this scenario where you imagine instead of kind of one person flipping a coin, let's say we have a row of people. We have a row of what I say. We have a row of five people flipping coins and we all have the same odds on them. Now it's saying, hey, person number three or once the first two people flip the coin, I'm no longer going to take place the bet on the coin flip for the third person. But the problem is that out of the five people flipping the coins, do I ever know which one is going to be the winner or the loser? Going back to trading because I'm getting myself confused. When we execute any trade, do we ever know if any given trade is going to win or lose? We, we don't, right? If we did, we would invest everything we have on that single trade, right? We push everything in, right? If we knew, we don't. We just know that over time, if I consistently take this signal, it will be profitable. So when we do something like pass up on a valid trading opportunity, we're hurting our edge because we are no longer, we are sabotaging the odds. So that's the problem I've always had with having a, a, a limit on saying, hey, once I'm in two trades, I can't take the third. Because what if the third, what if the first two trades I'm in are losers? And what if that third trade is the one that makes up for those losers? Well, now I just took two losses and I've missed the third one, which would have made up for the two losses. 
So now I'm stuck with two losses and I missed a winner. I'm deeper into a hole. That's my thought process on it. Now, again, that's the, the negative side. The good side is, is the risk, right? You, you, we never want to put ourselves where, in, in a position where we have too much risk. We don't want to be in 10 trades at once risking 5% on each trade because now we got 50% risk on the table. So how do we get around that? Well, this is where portfolio size comes into play. This is where position size or risk size comes into play. If I only want to reduce, or if, sorry, if I only want to have blank amount of risk on as my max risk, my max risk that I can have on the table at any given time is this number. If I'm trading less pairs, then my risk per pair can go up because we can divide it by that number. If I'm trading more pairs, then my risk per pair, per trade, goes down because I have to plan for the potential that I can be in 10 trades at once. So let's say that I'm trading, again, 10 pair portfolio. And let's say there is the chance, it probably won't happen, but we, we prepare for the worst. There's a chance that I can be in all 10 trades at once. And let's say I never wanna have any more than 10% risk on the table. Well, what can I do? I can reduce my position size and say, hey, I cannot have, I am not allowed to have more than 1% risk per any given trade. That way I know that it's only possible for me to be in 10 trades at once. If I'm risking 1% on each trade, I know that I'm within my maximum risk. Does that make sense, guys? If I cut that portfolio size in half to five, well, now I can risk 2% per trade. Because now the max I can be in is in five trades with 2% apiece, 10% maximum risk. So I would rather play around with the individual position sizing and risk size per, per trade than put myself in a position where I, I may have to skip potential winning opportunities. Because again, I never know which trade is going to win. I never, trade, I never know which trade is going to lose. My job is simple, right? You do all the work to prove that you have an edge and then you consistently take the opportunity. I hate saying this word in hope, right? Because it is numbers based, but we never know the future in hopes that that edge will see itself out by the end of your trading year. So that's my opinion on, on number one. I, I have a real problem with missing out on trades. I would rather just set my set my portfolio up in a way that I can absorb whatever the the maximum capacity is, whether that's reducing my, my the pairs I trade, whether that's reducing my risk. I, I'd rather set it up where worst case scenario, again, I'd never be in, I probably would never be in 10 trades at a time, but if it were to happen, I have the ability to execute all 10 of those signals at the same time. So that's part number one. Part two, um, Let's say I have two trades open already. One trade is trend continuation, um, but then the market conditions change and are now consolidating. Now, during that consolidation, we have a pattern formed that I would normally take. Question is, do I cancel my trend continuation trade and go for the pattern? So let's say that we're in a situation where, again, the market is in a trend, bop, 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 bop. And then we start kind of going into consolidation and we have pattern forms forming. We haven't completed the trend continuation trade, but now we have a new signal. What do we do? 
George says, the first question I would ask myself, is the trend continuation trade still valid? So I like saying this with stop losses and, and, and whatnot. I actually uh, answered this question. I think it was for Kevin the other day. Someone was asking about patterns. Um, may or may not be Kevin. Kevin's been showing a lot of patterns, which I love, by the way. Um, has anything changed with the integrity of your trade? So if you're, with your trend continuation trade, has anything changed with the integrity? Meaning that whenever we take a trade, we have a target profit. That's where price will go for right. We have a stop loss. That's where price will go for wrong, right? Is there any reason to cancel the trade before our stop loss is hit or before we violate some key level that tells us our trend continuation is wrong, right? Such like in a, in a graceful exit technique. That would be the first question I ask, just like George. Is my trend continuation trade still valid? If it is valid, is there any reason to get out of it? What would you guys say? It kind of follows up on the first question where it's like, hey, are, are we self-sabotaging a valid opportunity? And the answer is no. Yeah. So I would always stay, I would always stay in the first trade, right? The only reason I see for exiting the trade would be fear. That is an emotion and exiting off of fear is a decision based on emotion. I don't think we ever want to make emotional decisions in the market. Um, my rule of thumb is once I'm in a trade, I stay in a trade until my trade is either validated or invalidated. And if another opportunity comes in the middle of it and I don't have the opportunity to trade it, then it, it just it, it goes. Right now, some of you guys may be in positions where you can do multiple orders on the same account on the same pair at the same time, depending on when you're located. Some of you guys may have different trading accounts. So you have one trading account for your trend continuation strategy, one trading account for your consolidation strategy, your pattern trading strategy. Those can be ways around it. Um, if you want to deal with conflicting signals or something like that. But if you're someone that can only place a single order on a single pair on a single account and you have this dilemma, I would always stay with the initial trading opportunity that shows itself. And in this particular, I, I noticed this was just given an example, but in, in, in the case of a pattern formation, remember a pattern formation is a short lived counter trend play. So even if this pattern formation plays out, we're not expecting that the pattern formation is going to roll all the way down and take you out of your trend continuation trade. It's probably just going to give a little bit of retracement and who knows, the market can go in its way. Like Again, we don't know the future, but that's something that can maybe put you at ease a little bit mentally as well. So I would personally stick with the original trade. Um, this was an issue that I ran into a lot with when I when I tried to do trend continuation and counter trend trading at the same time was I did a Fibonacci failure strategy and, and I consistently got in a position where I would get one signal kind of right dead smack in the middle of my other signal. And I'd be like, ah, I close my eyes and pick what I thought was right. And there was no consistency in that. Again, I wasn't executing my edge and there was no surprise that I didn't have any consistency in my results. So those would be my answers and the group's answers. Um, is there anything else that comes to mind, Laura? I think I think I saw you in here, yeah. Let me know if that helps. I, yep, I, I would stick with it, yep. Good question, really, really good question.
Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, if you want to join our Q&A session, you can do so as part of your premium membership over at tier1trading.com. But before you do that, make sure you check out our trial membership. That way you can get a taste for the platform, get a taste for the community, get a taste for how we trade, how we teach, and make sure that tier one trading is the right place for you before you make any type of investment. So head over to www.tier1trading.com. Check out the 14-day risk-free trial membership and say hi once you get on the platform.